Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Oh, come on. We can do better than in the house. Come on. How's everybody doing? All right, there you go, there you go. We thank you guys for tuning in online. We love you guys. Do us a favor, share this link, get it out there, let everybody know uh, that God has a word for them this morning. So we're excited about what God wants to do in here. So I'm going to ask everybody in here to stand to their feet. I'm going to ask you at home to get ready to just praise and worship God, and we're going to open in prayer. We're going to go right into worship. So come on, let's pray together. Father, we love you, God. You are so, so good. So good, Father. We surrender to you this morning, Father. God, we, we, Father, we just lift you up this morning, Father. We thank you that we can worship you this morning. So, God, we ask you to reach out and touch everybody watching online, no matter if they're at their work, in their home, Father God, in their cars. God, we, we ask you to reach out and just let your presence be known in their life right now at this moment. Breathe on them, Father God. Breathe on this place. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can come just in front of you in your presence, Father God. So we surrender it all to you. You have your way in this place today, God. We thank Thank you. We love you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, y'all. Let's worship.
sin was heavy, the chains break at the way of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan, but you called me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing, now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future, my eyes are open, and when you call my I was an orphan Now you called me a citizen of heaven When I was broken You were my healing Now your love is the air that I'm breathing I have a future My eyes are open Cause when you call my name I ran out of that grave
worshiping God when everything's going well. You're great at lifting him up when everything is phenomenal in your life. But here's the thing. He's always working. It doesn't matter if it's your best day or your worst day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's day or night, if you're in the light or you're in the dark. He's the same God and we need to worship him the same way. So I want to go back into that because I want you to learn that you can worship through anything. You can worship through the pain. You can worship through the hurt. Because guess what? Joy comes in the morning. Peace comes in the morning. Healing comes in the morning. Come on, let's surrender to him. Let's go right back into that. you're moving even when I don't feel it you're moving you never stop you never stop moving you never stop you never stop moving even when I don't see it you're moving even when I don't feel it you're moving you never stop you never stop moving you never stop moving even when I don't see it, you're moving. Even when I don't feel it, you're moving. 
you never stop, you never stop moving, you never stop, you never stop moving, you never stop working on my behalf, you never stop working it for my good, you never stop working in my life, you never stop, you never stop moving, you never stop. You never stop moving. You never stop. You never stop moving. You never stop. You never just moving because he loves because he loves because he loves it's easy for your God what seems impossible with man oh it's nothing it's nothing for our God it's nothing for our God that impossibility it's nothing for our God Come on, we declare anything is possible, anything is possible, when God is on the move. My God is on the move. I want you just to sing that with me and declare it over your impossible situation. My God is on the move. He's not working. It's easy. My God is on the move. It's what he does. 
my God is on the move. It's not impossible. My God is on the move. My God is on the move because He loves. My God is on the move because He cares so deeply. My God is on the move because He's so rich in mercy. My God is on the move. My God is on the move. Lion of Judah. My God is on the move. And we declare victory because my God is on the move. Can we just sing you sure there? Glory, glorious, you are. 
wants each of you to just receive into your heart is the sovereignty of your God. The beauty and the perfection in every one of his ways. The ones we see, the ones we don't see, the ones we understand and the ones we can't possibly comprehend. He's sovereign in every way. We trust your sovereignty. Jesus, we call on the name of Jesus. 
come on. Oh, Lord, come on. You know, I love it where uh, Moses is talking to God and he says, show me your glory. He says, show me your glory. You know what he does? He goes, I, I let my goodness pass by him. So God's glory is his goodness. His goodness is all around you and his love and his peace and his healing. His goodness is everywhere if we just open our eyes. So we cry out to God, show me your glory. And he shows it in his goodness and his love. Come on, y'all. It is so good. It is so good that you can sit in that. Mm, come on, holy. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you, Lord. We thank you, God. Mm, come on, we lift you up this morning. We, we praise you. We honor you this morning, Father God. Come on, you are so worthy, so worthy, so worthy. Oh, holy. We thank you for sitting with us, Lord. We thank you for being here. We thank you, God, that we can just sit in your presence. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. Come on. Come on. Let's lift up a shout of praise in the house. <laughs> Come on. Let's give him what a king deserves this morning. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Come on. Oh. Man, it's a good morning. It's a good morning. Uh, thank you all for coming out. We thank you for tuning in online. Do me a favor. Find somebody you ain't seen in a while. Give them a knuckle bump, high five, however you want to do it. Just love on somebody.
Good morning, good morning. Settle down, y'all. It's like you hadn't seen people in a long time. <laughs> so good, so good. Man, I love it when you can come to church and it's like a family and you just can't get away from people. Come on. We got babies in the house. Everybody's hugging on people. Man, come on. Find your seats, find your seats. <laughs> It's about time. <laughs> come on, we love you guys. Man. That is so good. I love it when you got to come up here and tell people to quit high-fiving people and quit talking to people and quit loving on people. That's what it's all about. That's church, guys. That's family. When, when, when you'd rather sit there and say hello to somebody than hear the word. <laughs> man, it's so good. I'm so glad you guys are here. Thanks for tuning in online. I'm DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church. Come on, you guys love our church. Come on. God is so good. Share this link. You're watching online. Share this link. Get it out there. We wish you could be here. Uh, we know you're going to be coming back sometime soon. So, so look, we ask God shows up right in your house just the way he is here. In fact, Matthew 18, 20 says, for where two or three are gathered, right? As my followers, I am there among them. So he is with you no matter where you're at. If you're at home in your car, look, if you're at work, he's with you. So, so just the same way that God moves in this house, he's moving in your house and wherever you're at. We love that. So uh, do me a favor. Reach out to our prayer teams if you're watching online. Um, reach out to the prayer teams and let them, you know, we have uh, numbers are going up on the screens everywhere. We have people standing by. We want to pray for you. We want to reach out to you. So, so use that. Please don't do this on your own. You can't do life alone. Even if you're sitting at home, you can't do life alone. So we're here for you. Uh, I'm really excited about uh, what God's doing in our house, especially in the upcoming week. So if you don't know, we have Monday night prayer, 6 p.m. every single Monday night right here. Right here, 6, p 6 p.m. every Monday night. Show up. We're getting a lot of feedback, and I don't know where it's coming from. Is that you, Daisy? You want to turn that off, please? <laughs> so good. I was like, somebody's rocking, and, I, and then I look over, and it's, it's Daisy's getting it. So good. But hey, guys, we have Monday night prayer, 6 p.m., right here. Show up. Uh, here's the thing. Tuesdays now, we know, we know as Pastor Daisy transitions out and she's taking Fat Tuesday with her, uh, we have a new Tuesday. It's going to be called Tuesday at the Table. So we want everybody out here Tuesday. It's going to be our midweek service. And look, it's Tuesday at the Table. We want everybody to eat. We want everybody to come to the table. Everybody's welcome to the table. And it's time to get fed, fed spiritually. It's time to come in and just get filled up that way. So Tuesdays at the Table, right here, uh, 6 p.m. on Tuesdays, Wednesday. Wednesdays, bring your kids out. So we have our children's ministry, our student ministry, all at Wednesday on si at 6 p.m. Come on, let's give it up for Pastor Kevin and Crystal. Mama Lo, where she's at? Is Mama Lo in here? She's got all them babies somewhere. There you are. Hey, Mama Lo, we're just giving a shout out to the children's ministries. <laughs> no, you don't have to come up. You're good. She's like, I will take the mic. Uh, so good. So good, guys. Our small groups have kicked off. So if you haven't joined a small group, get plugged in. We even have virtual small groups. So if you can't meet, then, then do me a favor. Get on a virtual small group. We have Bible studies in that. We have all kinds of great, wonderful things going on. Go to our website. Download our app. Find it all on there. Uh, it's going to be a phenomenal time. We, have our, we even started our, uh, our married couple small group. Come on Wednesday. They had a great start. Come on. 
Get out there. You got to get plugged in. You can't do life alone, okay? It's time to get plugged back in and start doing life with people. In fact, as we do life together, we have our picnic coming up on the 19th of September over to Lanark. Come on. Guys, we get to get gather together as a family over at Lanark. So we're outside. So there's social distancing, all that good stuff. Right? We're going to have fishing and cooking and the men's ministry. Uh, right, Jim Paul? They're going to be doing a phenomenal job. Yes, I know. He, every time I look at him with that, he's saying, absolutely, our men's ministry is going to be on target as we as we get prepared for uh, our cook-off. We always have our, our grill master cook-off during our picnic. So we have postponed it and postponed it. Uh, and actually, it's worked out in our favor. The weather's going to be better. It's going to be a great time to get together as a church family and just, uh, just fellowship. So good stuff. Um, today, uh, today's going to be a good day. In fact, I want to recognize some, some awesome people we have back in the house this morning. So, Pastor Rick and Tiff, where'd you guys hide at? Where are they? Right in the middle. Right in the middle. I didn't even see you. And they're kiddos. Come on. We love you guys. Will and Anaya. Good having you guys with us. Uh, brother DeMario. How you doing, brother? Come on. Man, it, it is a great day. Um, oh, we got, we got another special couple in the house uh, with her family, uh, Pastor Tim and Pastor Daisy, come on, and Haley and Connor, I'm telling you, man, we've got the whole family in the house, and it's such a special day, I'm glad everybody came out, we're going we're gonna to have a great sermon today, a great message today, um, so I guess I don't want to hold it off anymore, so I just want to, um, I'm just going to turn this over, because I can't talk anymore right now, so everybody give a warm welcome for Pastor Daisy. I think I'm on. Am I on? No. Okay. All right. Good morning. I am so excited to be here. I'm going to try to get through this. I was sitting there and I was getting emotional and Tim leaned over and said, he said, the Lord said that the message is more important than your emotions. So he was like, get it under under control. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to get it under control here. Okay. um, I just want first and foremost, just to say thank you to everyone. Pastor Rick, you were the first one to give me the platform to do what I'm doing. You and Tiff are special. I thank you for everything, the door that you opened. You opened a door. And I really feel like that the Lord wants you to know that that's what you're going to do throughout many lives, is you're going to open the door and give them access to the kingdom. Pastor DJ, for trusting me. Thank you. Um, It's just been an honor to serve here all these years. I think I read on the Facebook page it said 18 years. I don't think it's been 18 years. (laughs) We've not lived here for 18 years. (laughs) But it's been a long time. It's been at least 15 that I've been here at this church serving. 
and it's been an honor. I just want to let you know it's been an honor. Okay, I'm just going to get started, all right? All right. Matthew, we're going to Matthew 6, 33. <clears throat> we're going to start off with um, the kingdom, okay? Matthew 6, 33 through 34. Uh, and it says, but seek, aim at, strive after, first of all, his kingdom. I hear feedback as well. DJ's rocking. <laughs> DJ's rocking. Um, <laughs> okay, but seek, seek, aim at, strive after, first First of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. The very first thing that Jesus tells us to do, the very first thing he tells us to do is to pursue, pursue his kingdom, to study his kingdom, to explore, to understand, to learn about his kingdom, right? And it says, and his righteousness, his way of doing things and being right, and then all these things taken together will be given to you. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. This is what he's saying right here in this scripture. He's saying that when you seek me first, he says you don't have to worry, you don't have to have anxieties, you don't have to be concerned about anything because everything that you need is in me. Everything that you need is in him and in his kingdom. That it takes away all anxiety because anxiety is set up to, to make, an, to, so you would start idolizing the problem instead of putting God in first place and seeking him first and allowing him to work in and through you, allowing him to give you the answers because everything you need is in him. It's in his kingdom, right? So seeking brings confidence in him. So when you seek, th this, is, this is how I want to put it. It's like this. Anyone that has ever went on um, looking for a new job and you wanted to, to find out about this company that maybe was pursuing you, you wanted, what is the first thing that you look at? You start looking at their what? Benefits. You start looking at everything they have to offer from their 401k to, to their medical benefits, to what you look at, all, you study more about the benefits of a job than you do about the benefits that you have in the kingdom of heaven. And God wants you to make him first. He says, seek first, first. First means it's a priority. First means that it is what? First. So when you start seeking the kingdom, Everything that you need, every worry, every anxiety, every concern goes out the door because you have now put him in first place. And you put him in first place, guess what? He says, I'm going to pour out on you. I'm going to give you everything that you need, everything that you're concerned about. He says, I will provide everything. He says, I don't care if it's your health. It's tied up in him and in his promises. I don't care if it's about wealth. He says, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for who? The righteous. He's everything you need is in the kingdom. John 15 and 16 says, this has really become one of my favorite scriptures in the Amplified. It says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and I have appointed and I have placed and I have purposely planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as my representative, he says that he may give it to you. He says that he has appointed you, he has placed you, he has purposely planted you. 
Everybody in here has been chosen by God. Every person in here has been equipped and purposely planted wherever you're planted at. But he wants you to make fruit, to produce fruit. You can't have and be rooted in the one that gives the fruit and not have fruit. He says you will judge a tree by its what? Fruit. So if you're not producing, there's something wrong with you. Okay, I'm getting there. Second Peter 1 and 3. For his divine power has granted or bestowed to us all things pertaining to what? Life and godliness. I'm going to read that one more time. For his divine power has granted and bestowed to us all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his glory and his excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may be partakers of his what? divine nature you are partakers of his divine nature in John 1 he says that you own you don't even owe your birth to the bloods nor to the will of the flesh nor the physical implus nor to the will of man that of the natural father but to God you were born of God you're you've got a divine nature on the inside of you that was placed on the inside of you when you accepted him as Lord and Savior you are now his. I'm going to go to one more. It's not in there, but this is what it says. I'm in 1 John 3. And, and it says 1 John 3, let me see here. 1 John 3, verse 9. And it says, no one begotten of God deliberately, knowingly, habitually practices sin for God's nature abides in him. He says, this is how he puts it in the Amplified Translation. He says, his principle of life, the divine sperm remains permanently within him. This is what he's trying to get across to you, that you have the nature of God on the inside of you. So there is no lack. Everything you need is in you. If you need understanding, he said it's in you. If you need wisdom and knowledge, it's in you. He says, everything is in you that you need everything. He said, verse 10 says, by this it is made clear who take their nature from God are his children. So my whole point here in this introduction is so that you will understand that you were born of God. It doesn't matter what family you were born in. It doesn't matter who your mama was. It doesn't matter who your daddy was. It doesn't matter if you didn't have a mom or a dad. It doesn't matter if you were discarded. God says, when you accepted me, my divine nature came in and had its humble abode on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is in you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. He is driving this boat. Amen. You would understand that if y'all watch SpongeBob. <laughs> Let me drive the boat, right? Y'all know Spongebob couldn't drive. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so the divine nature of God. You are sons of the most high God, right? Matthew 28, he's, it said, 28, 18 says, Jesus approached and breaking the silence said to them, all authority, all power of rule in heaven and earth has been given to me. Jesus stood when he, before he uh, ascended into heaven, talking to the disciples, said, all power and authority has been given to me, and I'm giving it to you. He says, I have transferred, 
I have given you this great and precious promise, this great and precious gift. It's I'm leaving it for you, the Holy Spirit. And then he blew on him. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. He says, receive a help me. Receive that thing that's going to come along. It's called a paracletos. That's going to come alongside you and hold you up. That's going to come alongside you and tell you all things. He says, I'm going to leave with you something like a wife. Because the wife is the only thing in the Bible that is, is likened unto the Holy Spirit. It says that I'm going to give you a help me. Right? A help me. Right? A help me. What does she do? She comes alongside you and she helps you. She doesn't come alongside you to, na to, to nag. He, she doesn't come alongside you to tear you down. And, and I'm telling you from experience, from mar being married 25 years, this is what the Lord told me, that you don't nag your husband, that you build him up. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is the same way. He's not going to nag you to do anything, but he's going to come in, and he's going to convict you, and he's going to say, you need to act right. I'm going to build you up. He says, I'm going to give you a language that edifies you, that builds you up. He says, because in this culture, I have a language. We have several different languages, and I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to slow down. And it says, 1 Corinthians 12 and 1, and, and everybody needs to study this. 1 Corinthians 12 and 1, and he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you what? Ignorant. Who said that? I do not want you ignorant. And I'm going to skip on down to verse 7, 7 through 11. And it says, this is what it says. He doesn't want us ignorant concerning his spiritual gifts. Right? At all. He said, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So every spiritual gift is given to what? Profit you. And it's given to who? Everybody. 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 Right? And it says, for one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. This is not your prayer language. This is a different tongue. This is a tongue that comes upon you. And then you speak a word in a setting like this. And then there should be someone in here that will stand up and say, I know the interpretation of that word. God wants all y'all to act right. Right? Everybody, act right. So you've got different kinds. It says different kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. So who in this church has a gift? Everybody. Who in this church is operating in the God-given gifts he's placed upon your life? Who in this church is operating in power? Because he says that his word is not only in, in word, but it is in what? Power. Power. Everywhere you go, you should be ushering in the Holy Spirit. Everywhere you go, you should be ushering in peace. I don't care if it's on your job. I don't care if you're in school. You are an ambassador of Christ, and you have power on the inside of you. 
for one person for healing. So everybody in here, there is one person, two people, three people, whatever, that has a word of wisdom, that has a word of knowledge, that has healing gifts on the inside of them. Endorment gifts bring no glory to God. Why aren't you walking and using the gifts that God has given you? Why aren't you pursuing these gifts that God has placed on the inside of you? Every person. He didn't say only certain people get them. He didn't say, I'm going to pick it. You get one, you don't. You get one, you don't. You get one, but you don't. That's not how it is. He says everybody gets a gift. A lot of people get several gifts. And it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you're not using it. It's a horrible thing that you're not using it. It is a horrible thing because you encounter people that are sick. You encounter people that are broken. You encounter people that are strung out on drugs. You encounter all kinds of people, and what are you giving them? Because according to my Bible, he says you got words of wisdom, you got words of knowledge, you got healing, you got prophecy, you got miracles. I'm not going to explain all these gifts to you, but I'll, I'll nutshell a couple of them. A word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is when you come up to somebody and you know something immediately about them personally, and they're like, how did you know that? What did you just do? You just opened the door up to, for God to give them a word that will change their life. A word of wisdom is more, you know, future tense. So you give them a word, and it happens with me a lot. I will prophesy, I'll start prophesying to somebody, and then all of a sudden a word of wisdom will come out. You know, healings. There's, how many in here have a dormant gift of healing on the inside of them? How many have miracle working power on the inside of them that you're not even using? God has invested a great amount on the inside of you. There was a great price paid for you to have those gifts on the inside of you and for them to remain dormant will bring no glory to God or the kingdom of heaven. So every person in here should be seeking when they leave here. You should be asking God, God, what is it? What's on the inside of me? What's on the inside of me that will change the world? Okay, so, and it says, look, look Luke, Luke 21, 15, this is Jesus speaking. He says, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. Jesus said it before. He was like, there's words and wisdom I'm going to give you that will bring glory and honor to God. I don't ever want to go any place. Let me tell you something. I don't turn it off. I don't, I don't come to church and turn it on and all of a sudden I'm spiritual and I can give a word of wit. I don't turn it off. I prophesy in Target. I prophesy at ball games. I, I, I went to, when Haley was in college, her coach was whatever. And, and guess what? It didn't stop me from prophesying to her and telling her what was at her disposal. I prophesy everywhere I go, in season and out. I give a word of wisdom. I give a word of knowledge. And if somebody wants healing, guess what? I'm not going to write down a little note and say, remember to pray for 
No, I'm like, you need healing? I'm going to pray for you right now. Because there is no shame in God's game. There is no shame in God's game. None. Zero. No shame. He made an open display of the enemy. An open display. When he knocked him down. An open display. But we always want to have closet Christianity. We always want to go somewhere and hide and say, well, we're going to take you in the back and cast out this devil. No, cast him out at the altar. That's what the church is for. He didn't say these gifts were given to us so that we can hide them. He didn't say these gifts were given to us so that we can protect the newly saved people. No, he says these gifts are to be put, to be put on display. I got my tongue tied. <laughs> on display. Because guess what it does? It wins people to Christ. Because this is the season right now. Right now. 2020. No, nobody's doing away with 2020. This is the season for you to start to walk in the power and the authority that God has given us. This is not the time to shriek back. This is the time to take it by force. This is the time for you to get in your secret place and say, Father, what's on the inside of me? What did you place on the inside of me? Because I want to use every gift. I want to use it all for your glory. Right? All right, let me keep it going. Let me keep it going. So 1 Corinthians, uh, I think I read that one, 12 and 11, I read that. All right, 1 Peter 4 and 10, and it says, God has given each of you a gift. Do you all see that? 1 Peter 4 and 10, he says, God has given each of you a gift for his great, great from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to do what? Serve others. So what is your gift for? I want to know who you're serving. I want to know what difference are you making in this walk. I want to know that when do you go out every morning with the intentions of breaking a demon off of a person that you encounter. You're on assignment. If there's one thing that I have been consistent on teaching here is that this is the place that we get filled up. This is the place that we get instruction and in our assignment to go out and do the work of the ministry. Right? You can do work of the ministry in the body, of, in, in the church, but the greater impact is when you leave these four walls. The greater impact is when you speak to someone and you say, you know what, it's just like, it's just like me. Me, uh, I was when I told you all a probably a few months ago during a sermon that I encountered a man that came into Starbucks and he was all just mean and angry and you know and he, he was he, he you know and I, I looked like my dazzling smile was going to bring a smile to his face that's worldly thinking I did I smiled at him and he just and I was like oh he's an angry elf and that's two movie thingies that I, <laughs> so I was like, you know, well, first thing I always go to, uh, if anybody knows me, I'm like, well, if he didn't smell back at me, he must be racist. <laughs> that was my first thought. 
It's so sad. It's so sad. So when I got up there and I ordered my coffee and I said, and whatever he wants, right? And, and bought his coffee. And, and, it, and his whole countenance changed and he came up and he looked like he had tears in his eyes. And that's all fine, well, and good. I bought him a coffee, right? But what would have been more powerful was a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Or if I had told him something, you know, prophesied to him and say, you're greater, your ladder is going to be greater. I don't know what you're going to, that's what would have been a greater impact. Not just a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee was opening the door. What followed that would have been a greater impact and would have changed his life. So what I'm saying is that you can't be just content with buying somebody a cup of coffee. You can't, because I don't think I've read in here, anywhere, where it says, when you go out to do ministry, buy them a cup of coffee. <laughs> no, you give them something hot, something that's been brewing on the inside of you, that's been percolating. You give them the word of God that is absolutely going to change their life. You give them what they have been hungry for all their life. That's what you give them. Not a cup of coffee. I don't care if you bought me lunch. That lunch is going to be gone in a couple of hours. But I want you to give me something that's going to satisfy me all my life. That's what we're supposed to be doing in the body of Christ. That is what we're, how we're to operate. He says be doers of the word. Not hearers only. So you're hearing this, but what God is expecting is for you to go out and do. And you being shy is not going to cut it. Do not allow, and I'm going to call it a demon, a shyness to stifle what God has called you to do. Because when you stand before him with all those gifts on the inside of you, and he's going to say, what did you do? to glorify my kingdom. And you stand up there, I bought him a cup of coffee. <laughs> I bought somebody lunch today. You know what I did? I went and picked somebody up and took them to an appointment. Yeah, I did it, Lord. <laughs> it's not enough. It's not enough. Not when he's given us power gifts. Not when he has given us things that absolutely will wreck their world for the good. That's what he's waiting on. He is waiting on you, and it doesn't matter how, oh, oh, go ahead, buddy, do it. You got it? Nope. Oh, you let me down. You let me down. Come on, Anaya, you got it? Oh, you let me down, too. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Okay, because 1 Corinthians 4 and 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Let me explain that power. It's deutimous power, and this is what it means. It means that it's a force. It's miraculous power. It's strength. It's mighty works. It's miracles. And it's the abilities in abundance. That's the power and the capability that you have on the inside. That's what you're carrying. You know, everybody talks about, you know, being pregnant. You are pregnant. You are man, male and female, pregnant with destiny, pregnant with gifts. You got gifts on the inside of you that are waiting to explode, waiting.
And this is not, these gifts, I, I, I didn't read in here. You all can go back and read it. But I didn't read where this was only for pastors. This is for the body. This is how we're effective. This is how we create change. This is how we win the loss. With gifts and abilities that are placed on the inside of you. Now, how many of you are curious about what's planted on the inside of you? I know when I came into this walk, you know, and, and I've done my best. I really have to, to lay hands on every person I can and, and get them baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Because I know that's the start. That is the start. And that start will create hunger on the inside. And, and, and it's like, well, if I can speak with other tongues, because that's the culture you're in. Because as being citizens of the kingdom of heaven, we have our own culture. And, and with culture comes what? Language. So speaking in tongues is not something that's weird. And there's still people in the body of Christ that consider it weird. And you're calling the things of God weird. So that's the initial start. You need it. You know, and people don't want it. And they're scared. They're frightened. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit gives you utterance. And it says that you start praying for your own infirmities. He says, I have given you everything, everything you need for godliness that's going to profit you. And you're looking outside yourself for someone to lay hands on you to get healed. And he says, if you pray in the spirit, it will help your what? Infirmities. Am I right? It will help your infirmities. So you've got the power. That's what he said. He says, when you seek my kingdom, you seek it, right? You seek my kingdom. He says, you're not going to have to have anxiety. There are so many people that have anxiety over sickness. You don't have to have any worries. You don't have to worry about the, your life ending because of sickness because you're praying with your spiritual language and you're healing yourself. And there's still people, still people rejecting it. Crazy. Crazy. God speaks through his word. He's, he's got many languages. And you don't even want the one that edifies you, that builds you up. You should be ashamed. Because this is the thing that God, this is how God hears you without distraction. Because when the spiritual takes over, then all the natural parts of you leave. And you just start praying to God. And guess what? He was like, oh, I hear her. I hear you, baby. I hear you. Guess what? I'm on the way. Y'all ever, ever send that, that text out when someone says, hey, we're at the restaurant, and you just put OTW on the way. Whether you're late or not, mind your business. <laughs> Second Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear. God has not given us a spirit of what? So you should not be fearful to give someone a word wherever you're at. But he said, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Power. Of power and a sound mind. Miracle working power is on the inside of you. And this, this, 
message is, is designed and made to awaken, to awaken. God said that he's going to activate gifts and callings. He's going to awaken. You're not going to be able to sleep at night because you're going to be wondering, why, Lord, I can't sleep? And that's because he's going to be speaking to you and telling you what he's doing on the inside of you. Powers on the inside are being awakened right now. All right? So, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to tell a story, and then I'm going to be done. So I'm going to tell, I'm going to give you an example of, of a prophetess in the Bible, and it's, it's really, and it's really short, but when we first moved here, we were, it was Christmas morning, we were living in the apartments right behind uh, Walmart, and <clears throat> we were having a house built at the time, and we were just in transition waiting, right, so we had, the kids had their first Christmas there, and as I was sitting there in my chair watching them opening up their gifts, I heard the Holy Spirit said that I have gifts that I want to give, right? And I was like, all right, all right. I was like, kids, the Lord wants to give you all some gifts, you know? So I got up, and I laid hands on both of my kids. And they were in the first grade and the third grade. And I laid hands on both of them. Both of them were filled with the Holy Spirit at that very moment, and both started speaking in tongues. Right? At, the, at that very moment. And right after that, um, they, one interpreted, one was speaking, the other one interpreted. And the interpretation of the tongue was a word of correction for me. And that word of correction was about me worrying and being, being all just, you know, out of wits because uh, our house back home hadn't sold. So I was, I was really concerned because it wasn't, the t it wasn't the selling season or the buying season or whatever you, it wasn't the season. And, and I was all, and the Lord gave me a word through my child, through a tongue that the other one interpreted. You, you see what I'm saying? My failure was to not cultivate, continue to cultivate that and, and because they would be so much further along today in their, in their, on their spiritual journey. And I just don't, I don't, God's not going to, you know, leave them where they're at. He's going to catapult them to where he wants them to be. And I really believe that's part of the reason why we're all going back to Florida, going to Florida, I should say. And it is to raise up a generation of people, my children, to do great and mighty works. To teach them to, to absolutely just sit down and be able to spoon feed them and cultivate every gift and every calling on the inside of them. So I really believe that that's, that's the primary, one of the primary reasons why we're going back. We're going back for ministry, and the ministry is going to start with my family. But in the Bible, there's in Luke 2, 36 through 38, I don't, I don't know if it's up there, and it's talking about, and it says, Anna, a prophetess, right, was there in the temple. And I'm just going to skip on down. Anna was in the temple, and she had been in the temple day and night. You know, Her husband had passed away. She was 80-some years old. I think she was 84 years old is what the Bible says. She's 84. And she had been fasting and praying, waiting on the Messiah. When Joseph and Mary came into the temple, this is what it says. She praised God and talked about Jesus to all those who were waiting for God to free Jerusalem. So listen, this is, this is what I'm saying. 
Anna the prophetess lived a, 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 God, a godly life and fasting and praying. And this woman, just like any woman in here, you bring in a newborn baby and you look at that baby and, that, and, and some of those babies look different. Right? <laughs> They're beautiful. You know, they just look like little old men and women, you know. And then Benjamin Button, and then they start aging, you know, appropriately. And then they get cute. You're like, oh, they're, they're cute. Look at them. But in the beginning, <laughs> we say they're beautiful and they're all this stuff. And, but she brought in Jesus. And this is, this is, this is the gift in operation. And she looked at him as a child, and she said, that's the Messiah. Jesus hadn't worked a miracle. Jesus didn't turn water into wine. Jesus wasn't talking. Jesus didn't say, hey, what's up, Anna? I'm, I'm the one. She had no knowledge but discernment of the spirits. And she looked at him, and she was like, this is what every mother and father can do to your kids. You're the first prophet that they will ever meet. You're the first teacher. You're the first preacher. You're the first pastor. You're the first evangelist. And you can look at your baby and you're like, you're the one. Honey, there's greatness on the inside of you. And you start speaking life over that child. And you, she identified who he was when the disciples, as grown men, still was asking, is he the one? So what am I saying? I'm saying God has put something on the inside of us that's so great, that's so mighty, that you can discern through all the garbage. You can discern through all the mess. And I'm telling you, if we were operating like that, a few months ago, we wouldn't have let a snake, a serpent, into this place to steal, kill, and destroy what God has called holy. To kill, steal, and destroy peace. That's what discernment is for. And I'm not talking about your, your, mother, your motherly discernment. I'm talking about the discernment of spirits. So you can see what's operating and working behind a person. Because he said that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Right? We're not wrestling against people. But it's against the spirit behind the person. So if we will get that handled, then guess what? We'd have peace. So in conclusion, <laughs> we are kings in this earth commissioned by the Most High God with his DNA on the inside of us, with his nature on the inside of us to do great and mighty works for his kingdom. When? In season and out, every day, all day long, everywhere you go, you're on assignment. Don't miss your assignment. I have missed assignments, and the Lord has told me. I have went places, and I, I even went to a, a, uh, it was a conference a few years ago, and I, just, I was just there, and I was like, I looked at Tim, I was like, I'm not getting nothing out of this. And we, we were like, well, let's just go. So we packed up and we left early. And when I left, God said, you missed your assignment. You're not on every assignment to receive. You're there to deposit. Right. 
So don't miss your assignment. Your assignment is great. And God's equipped you to do your assignment. It's on the inside of you. You can do all things through Christ. You don't have to be worried about how they're going to receive it. Just be obedient and give the word. Just be obedient and prophesy. When? All the time. You're always on assignment. You know, I even tell people that have been in ministry for years, you know, and they're like, well, I'm going to retire. I'm like, there's no retirement in ministry. That's foolish talk. That's the world's way of thinking. God will refire you. You're not too late. This is just the beginning. I'm telling you, God's planted something on the inside of you. You're going to do great things. He says, your ladder shall be greater. He says, don't underestimate the word that he has placed on the inside of you. Just because you're soft-spoken means nothing. He says, your words carry weight. So I'm going to end. I'm going to end. And, and, and my message is, seek the kingdom. Seek, explore, understand what it means to be in this great kingdom. Just saying the kingdom is not just a word that you just throw around. It is not. It is something to understand. If it's one of the first messages that Jesus gave, that it is something, it is the one thing he wants you to pursue all the days of your life. Stay in hot pursuit of what his will is for your life and cultivate those gifts on the inside of you. Amen? Okay. So I'm just going gonna, gonna to end with just a, a prayer. And you, all you, all those people that are desiring more of God, that are desiring the gifts, just, just receive. Just, just stand up. Stand on your feet. If you want God to awaken the gifts, if you want God to awaken the callings, if you want God to develop what's on the inside of you, and there is no shame. You're in the household of God. There is no shame in this game. There is no hide and seek in this place. God wants to use you mightily, every person in here. And I hear it. I hear it. I hear that I'm not worthy. That is a lie from the devil. I don't know who's thinking it. I don't know who's, who's saying it. I don't know, but you are worthy. You are worthy. If you weren't worthy, why in the world would Jesus have died for you? So, Father, right now, as I stretch forth my hands, as I release this word, Father, you release your power, your dudamus power right now to activate, impregnate, Father, develop, Father, open up these gifts that you have placed on the inside of every vessel here so that they will walk, Father God, and talk the way you have desired them to talk. So that that boldness, Father, I decree and declare boldness right now over these people right now in the name of Jesus. Blanket them with your presence. Blanket them with your power right now. Infect them right now with the Holy Spirit. I thank you right now for what you're doing. I thank you for what you've already done. And we will wait on the good reports. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. And I decree this and I declare it. And it is done. Amen? Amen. Amen.
such a good word. Um, we're not done, so um, don't leave yet. Uh, we do have some things that we want to cover. Uh, first off, uh, before anybody leaves, I want you to know that we are going to celebrate uh, Pastor Daisy and Tim and her family. So next door in the trailer area, so walk out this back children's ministry. There's a deck. On that deck is a little trailer-looking thing, and in there we have food and refreshments. Grab your food. Come back over here. Pastor Daisy and Tim, they're all going to be available just to hang out in the sanctuary in the foyer. Talk to them. Give them words. Uh, whatever it is, thank them, however you want to do that. So we're going to make that available afterwards, um, after that. So uh, right now, what I want to do is, uh, man, I just want to invite you guys up. So come on up. You can bring the whole family. At the same time, right now, I want to invite up my wife, Jules. Come on up. Demario, come on up right now. Um, invite Rick, Tiff, the fam, come on up. And in a second, I'm going to invite up our elders, um, our trustees, and our staff. So we're going to try to get everybody on here in a second. Hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So um, I do want to give some people an opportunity to say something before I say something because I might be a little long. Um, so tomorrow, you want to say anything? Yes. <laughs> of course I do. Um, so we, I think Daisy and I and Tim, I think we knew this was coming. Like when I was leaving and stuff, we felt like the shift was was happening and everything else. And uh, I I saw so many different things. You know, God was definitely giving me that uh, that vision of what was happening, what was transpiring um, here and everything else. And uh, if you guys are in the, uh, anybody in the military here, been in the military before, there, there's this thing called a change of command that takes place. And um, when a change of command takes place, we get to see it throughout the Bible as well. And it's when when God leaves and he places Jesus there, the heavens open. And when Jesus transitions out and the Holy Spirit comes in, the earth shakes. And so we get to see these different things happening throughout the Bible, but also in the church, right? And so as, as you were, you know, getting ready to transition out, I saw like God showed me a vision of a baton passing. And nobody knows track better than track mom, yeah. <laughs> Right? But it was, so, it was so significant, okay, because when you're doing a track pass, when you're passing a baton, there's a couple things that can go wrong in this process. But you have to be ready to run. Like, there's no playing with the baton. There's no, uh, I got to get it right. It's a, what they call an even exchange. And it's, it's here. You're not looking back. You're not concerned what's going on. It's just a... And the person that's about to grab that baton, they just do this. Because they go from here to here. That's right. Expecting it to already be placed in their hand. That's right. Which is also known as a transference of power in the spiritual realm. Right? And so there's somebody in here that I already spoke with them this morning. I said, God has given you that Elisha, that transference of power that I've seen that's happening. And you're expected to run. With that baton. Amen. There's no looking back. There's no trying to figure out. You've already been prepared for this particular uh, position, that, an assignment that God has you on and everything else. And uh, the same way that Elijah, uh, Elijah trans, uh, transferred out, this is the same way I see God taking you up. A change of command happening for him to place you 
in this new area for you to take control of that particular land. And I know that you and Tim are going to do great things. I know the family is going to do great things. Um, and, I, and I just see all these different mantles that you guys are going to pick up. And I just pray that, you know, we're here to support and, you know, whenever you guys need anything and stuff. And I just love you. I love the fruit that you produced and everything else. And we're definitely going to uh, miss you guys until I take that trip down to Orlando uh, as well. So thank you, though, for that time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Pastor Rick? Mm. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. No, so she was preaching, and, and it's so true because Daisy lives up. You guys know Daisy. She really lives up to what she says, that anywhere she goes, she she gives a word. And I remember we had just moved about six months, and she calls and, hey, she, had, she made some trip. She helped somebody out. Makes a trip to Pensacola, and she's like, "Hey, let's let's grab some food." And she's right; everything deals with languages, and her language is Mexican food. And so, um, so we go to the taco truck in Pensacola, and it's just me, her, and Anaya. Tiffany was busy, and Will was somewhere, and I don't know, football or something. But it was just Anaya and myself and Daisy, and we were eating tacos. And as we're leaving, she has her her shoes on, and she's walking, and she stops. She puts the food down on the car, and she looks at my daughter and gives her a word right there, just immediately. And you see Anaya's eyes light up. And not only do they light up every time that we come in contact with them because they give them little gifts every time they get together. Uh, they're, they're like, we're going to see Aunt Daisy and Uncle Tim. What are they going to bring me? You know, and so, but they also give them a word. They speak into their life. They, I mean, it's just incredible about what you guys do. And, and, and I'm glad what you said. You said, hey, listen, there's this transference. And I know you have that one person, but there's, how many people have sat and listened to Daisy in the last 14 years? How many guys have sat and listened to her teachings, right? Here's the deal. The things that she has taught, now it's on you. See, some people may look at it and go, oh, well, they're, well, she's leaving, so we're going to go lacking. No, 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 no. You're not going to go lacking because she has deposited herself in you. And so now you can carry the same anointing that she had in your life. So guess what? The words of wisdom, they don't stop now. Right? Acting in the spiritual gifts, they're not stopping now. They will if you stop. Then if that happens, then guess what? We totally disregard this family and what they brought to this church. So don't stop. Operate in your gifts. Operate. Don't let fear set in. Don't let worry. Oh, no, they're gone. What are we going to do? Stop. Stop. Because there's gifts and callings in your life. And I promise you that she and Tim, they don't want you to be sad that they're leaving. They'll be more upset if all of a sudden they leave and they hear you not operating in your gift. So I'm telling you, it's not, it's not, this is not a lacking moment. Now for y'all, we talked. I've watched you grow up. Still got videos of Haley playing softball and all this stuff. And on your ordination day at Pensacola, we talked about the Cedars of Lebanon, right? And you talked just now that we're going to minister to your family. I really believe that every dream, that's what God's been telling me, that every dream that you've had for your family, you're going to see come to pass. 
for Tyson and Tiffany. Every dream that you've had, we'll see, and of course, Haley, but every dream you had, this is going to be this season because you have poured yourself out for so long. But now you're going to reap the benefits of what you've been praying for for so long that nobody else knows. And so just as you've been ministering to us, God's going to do the same thing to your family. And so. I know. As you can see, this is really rough. <laughs> I don't know what it is with our soft hearts, Tim. Um, you know, I was sitting uh, this morning in my, in my, I get up nice and early on Sundays so I can just pray and get prepared, even though I knew I wasn't speaking, but I knew that, that God was going to put people in positions to speak and say things. But, um, and I have, if you've ever been to our house, um, I have these two poles in the middle of our living room that hold up a um, foundational support beam for the upstairs of my house. Um, and what it is, a load-bearing beam that cracked, cracked before we moved into the house. Um, it was cracked, it was sagging, um, and no one would buy the house because it had this cracked beam. Uh, I noticed it and said, oh, we can fix that, no big deal. And that was seven and a half years ago, I'm still working on it. <laughs> but what I did is I came beside it and I put up these support beams, and these support beams, we, we jacked it up, and I've got these support beams that hold it up. And when you go to repair a house like this, and you go to repair this kind of beam, you have to actually jack it up because it's cracked and get it back in position. Then you have to come in, and you have to put in these, these temporary walls, and these temporary walls are going to support it until that foundational beam is changed out and it's solid. So what God showed me this morning was what you see up here. This is why I wanted you guys up here. When our church went through a foundational crack, our church went through a moment where our foundation was cracked. And through that, through that, the people you see up on this stage, there's a lot of people. These aren't the only ones. There's people in here. You've been through this whole thing with us. There's people here that you've been in this process the whole time. But the people up on this stage, you are people that, that came in and supported the church. Like the weight fell on your shoulders and you couldn't move until the foundation was correct. You can't take down the temporary walls. You can't take down the beams until the foundation is correct. You can start to lower some and get some out, which is how God moves things. You know, with Pastor Rick, man, he, we, he just jumped in there, man, and the weight fell on that. And he was the support beam. And then you saw everybody else. I mean, even, look, I'm looking up here going, Daisy, we got ordained on the same day up on the stage. You, you came to this church and just showed up at the church and started serving. Demario, you started serving. Rick, you, you did get hired on at the church, but look how much serving you did in the church. I just came and served in the church. So the foundation was cracked, and everybody up here, you guys came in, and you've held this up. And I believe God is saying the foundation is solid. The foundation is ready. And he says it's time to leave. It's time to let the church be the church and stand up on our own. It's time for us to come in and support this whole thing. And, and we don't need the support beams. Now, here's the cool part about that is that you guys are like these trees that the roots grow down deep and they entangle. So when I look around, I see four different churches now all from Destiny Church, four different churches all over the world, all over the country. And we have four churches that are going to, our roots are constantly going to be together, constantly working together. It's not the end of our ministry. This is just the beginning. This is how God just reaches out and says, I'm going to use what I've placed in, and I'm going to branch it out. And we start, branch, the vine keeps going, and everybody we reach is going to be part of that in some way, some form. And that's what God showed me this morning. I was just like, thank you, Lord, because I don't want to get up there and talk about how much I love them. Because I said, I don't know if I can handle that. 
Um, but I thank you for what you guys have done. I thank you for uh, everything, man. D Daisy has been a, a sister to me, uh, a spiritual leader to me. Um, she's come along. Whew, she's seen me in my worst times. You know, when, when I get crushed and she's in there to pray over me, she's just, she's been there. Um, she's been there in the staff meetings when she has to tell me to straighten up. <laughs> um, she, she's always been there. And Tim, man, brother. I'll tell you, if you, if you could see the, you know, what they did is through this whole process, Tim was on our trustee board. So, so Tim, Tim, Tim's probably one of the most spiritual guys I know. And when he speaks, I just, poof, I, I know he's speaking from God. And I know that, that, that he is just so, there, there's a wealth of knowledge and wisdom in Tim. And, and I believe that, that we didn't get to experience that on the public side, but we got to experience that on the private side because you speak words into people and, and God just speaks through you and you speak over everybody. But we got to have a taste of your business side when it came to our finances. And, and when Tim came on as a trustee, man, we were in heavy debt. We, and and we're, we're out of debt, y'all. Like, we don't have debt. And there's a lot of other people, but Tim, you were part of that. You were part of healing the foundation. You know, at the same time, Daisy came on and said, we're going to take this thing on. And we're going to stay strong, and we're just going to keep teaching what God told us to teach. And, and I watched your small group turn into a ministry, and I watched God continue to grow you. See, uh, a lot of people only know Daisy for what Daisy is. You know, I was scared of Daisy when I first came to the church. Rick's like, talk to Daisy. I'm like, mm-mm. She's intimidating, man. I'm not talking to her, but, um, you know, we, we got to, I got to receive the Holy Spirit, and that's a personal thing. And it was you and Tim that, that just released it on me, and that just opened my whole life up. And it's because you were obedient to walk in. And if she's ever done that to you where she just walks in and says, hey, do you want this? Say yes. <laughs> Say yeah, it's a great answer, yes. And then just submit to it because I'm telling you, oh, man, God just changed my whole life because I submitted to that. And you were so obedient to come in alongside that and just and speak it over me. And oh. Anyway, I had a whole bunch written down. I don't even want to talk about it all. Um, I really just, I want to invite up our, our staff and, and elders and trustees, if we can fit everybody up in here, because we're going to pray over, um, we're going to pray over their, them and their family, because um, I'm telling you, this is a celebration, and we're going to take care of them, so what I want to do is, we're going to pray over them, and as the staff is coming up, um, if anybody wants to say a word, I'm saying that as I look at Kevin, because Kevin likes to say a word, <sighs> but um. James, you want to say anything? Uh, just a, I'll say a few words real quick. I'm not a man of many words, so. But Pastor Daisy, you've been awesome. Pastor Tim, I've been awesome. Um, I remember when I first came here about 2014, and um, I got to sit through Fat Tuesday for the first year and a half, and I learned a lot during that time. She really brought my spiritual side to really understand the things of God, so I appreciate that. I love you guys, and I love when you laid when y'all laid my ha y'all hands on me and prayed for me when I had the C5, C6, yeah. my nerve, and this was like a year and a half ago, yeah. and I was uh, I was down because I trained at the Y teacher class, and um, and uh, I was just hurting, and uh, so they laid their hands on me and prayed for me, and God used them to heal me. So I was like, wow, and their faith was tr it's tremendous. All right, so I love you guys for that, and um, just want to say that I love you guys. My miss Fat Tuesday, I wasn't able to make it the last few years, but. I always try to watch online, so love you guys. Love you. All right. Uh, I love you guys, too, and I appreciate everything you've done. <clears throat> Here we go. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I was 
you know, I knew I wanted to say something, but I wasn't sure what it was because a lot of times when I do say something, it's kind of, you know, insert this in there and everything. But when Pastor was talking about the foundation, I do a lot of foundation work in the job that I work in. And I always notice when we remove something from that foundation, there's an imprint in that foundation. And y'all have got a holy imprint in the foundation of this church. We love you for it. Thank you. Um, so I've only been here about two years, not even two years yet, and only went to FAT for probably about a year or so. Um, but the change in me was exponential. Um, just the growth and the maturity spiritually, emotionally, relationally. And that is who you are. That is what you do. You are a key um, to unlock the doors and unlock the gifts that are within the people of God. And he's sending you, you will do that, yes, for your family. Um, he is sending you to that region to do that for the region. And there you unveil mysteries you, you bring the, you know, in Ephesians, it says that we unlock the mysteries of the gospel, and that is what you do. That is who you are. Tim, you are the same, and he's put the two of you together, and you are a mighty force in this earth, and everywhere you go, people's lives will be changed because it's not just you. Your presence will be missed, but it's the God in you that, that people are going to miss, and just the the peace and the, the joy that the two of you bring. And I'm so grateful to God for actually want, I wanted to come back to Alabama, something I thought would never ever happen in my entire life, but I asked him, Lord, I wanna go home. And when I came home, he brought me here. And then he brought me to fat and he brought me to the two of you. And as Mr. Ron said, you have left an indelible mark in my life. And I praise God for you, and I thank God for you. And now it's just time to go and be sent. I ain't talking after you. <laughs> um, kind of the same boat as Jasmine. We've been here since 2017, I believe. And we looked for a church for a few months, almost eight months, and we moved here. And like Pastor Daisy said, Pastor Daisy's a little intimidating, a little bit. Like when I was just here, I'd be like, oh, oh, other way. But... um. She's been like a, a big, a big aunt to me, in my family. She's prayed over us. She's, she's ministered to us. Uh, staff meetings, I'm going to miss those the most. Just the, the laughs, and she has shown me that um, you don't always have to go with the flow of everyone else. If you feel down in your spirit that it's different, then speak up. You never know. Others could be hearing that same voice. Might be scared to speak up. And she has taught me and my family that my wife is next door, but I know she would say the same. She has taught us so much in just these few short years, and we're going to miss you so much. You know, when I found out you were moving, I called her right away on video chat. Leaving? You can't leave. <laughs> well, you go, we go. Just, I need to get a bigger truck. But, uh, but we're going to miss her so much. She, and um, I know we're going to stay close, but it's going to be different not seeing you every Sunday. But thank you for all you have done for us, especially your husband, Tim. I haven't talked to him as much as I would like, but the times I did talk to him, he poured into me, and I appreciate that. All right, my turn. <clears throat> so, don't worry, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to be all right. Come on, brother. Hey, um, baby, you want to come up here with me? Hey, all right, cool. Um, 
So one thing first, I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. This is not the last time we're going to see Daisy. Somebody give her a hand of applause. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. She's not going to China. She's only going to Florida. She's going to be back and we're going to see her every once in a while. Okay. I'm declaring it. You see that faith right there. Okay. Uh, so uh, one of the greatest things that um, I see in the life of Moses, Moses had so many great, great, great accomplishments. One of his biggest things is he's always saving the people of Israel from the wrath of God. But uh, one of the greatest things that God was speaking to me right now, Daisy, was that the, one of his greatest achievements was that Moses had Joshua. Moses left Joshua. And, and one of Joshua's worst mistakes was Joshua didn't raise up a Joshua. So after Joshua, he went downhill after that. And so I just heard God saying that you've left the Joshua. Many, many, many Joshua's. I'm trying not to cry, y'all. It's hard. Uh, but um, God, ha God has given you many Joshua's in this place. And he's, um, he's just blessed you in such a way where you have an amazing inheritance. You know, uh, the Bible says to store up your riches in heaven. And you have in an amazing way. And... Um, Again, with what uh, many other people in here have said, I think it was uh, DeMario, and you're going to see those riches in your children and in their children, you know, and you're going to see uh, just amazing things. I'm, I'm really excited for, for you and for this church, guys. I'm really excited for what God is doing in this place. And so uh, we love you, Daisy. You have been just an amazing encourager, an amazing spiritual mom, an amazing teacher, uh, and we just love you. And it's so funny. <laughs> it's funny because every time we, when we first came to this church, we'd always say, well, we know Daisy's a lot like us. So at least there's one, you know, because we didn't know a lot of people, y'all. We didn't know a lot of people. So we were like, there's one, at least there's one like us, you know. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and we love Mexican food too. And anyways, anyways, all right. So we love you. Um, we just love you so much. We bless you. We declare that great and mighty things are going to happen when you go. And I just declare that God is going to stretch out his hands so you could perform signs, wonders, and miracles. Uh, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, babe, do you want to say anything? Try not to cry. <laughs> I just thank you for stirring up the gifts in me. And I know she's done that for a lot of you. And it's just confirmation what other people said that her leaving is just calling everyone that's heard her voice. I remember her saying one time that she was just talking in tongues, and I just said it was a wave. Her voice was a wave. So if you've heard her voice, now is the time to rise up to your callings, to your gifts. Um, this is not a time, to, like she said, to shy back. Now is the time to come forth with everything she's taught. And the first thing that I ever heard when I heard Daisy speak was, there's the meat. And we're all called to leave the milk and get the meat. And that's what we need to do right now. Amen. Whew. Oh, oh, Mama Lo said I was waiting. I was almost away. From <laughs> I'm not going to say a lot. My, my sister, I couldn't even touch her earlier today because I knew that I would lose it. I'm not going to lose it because she already told us that we can't lose it because it's more important than us. Um, I met Daisy through my son. When I first came to Destiny, my son said, you got to meet Miss Daisy. Do you know Miss Daisy? Um, it's been a blessing. We had some things happen at our church a while back, and uh, there's a ch chance that Daisy wouldn't be here. And it wasn't until then that I realized um, how much we depended on her. Um, Daisy has spoken healing over my sister's uh, 
Holly. Uh, Daisy's a person that if anything was going wrong, and, and you guys know I'm fearless, but when it comes to healing, I depend on my sister. So I was like, I'm going to have to pray like a rabbit dog to do what you do. <laughs> um, what she said most today, guys, and what everybody said and repeated is that she's given us the strength to be who we are in Christ. And I learned firsthand that what's in Daisy is in me, and it's in you, and it's in us. And that's what she's been giving us all these years is to recognize your strength in Christ, your calling and who you are. And I'm the first one that will call Daisy to pray over my people. You know, I could pray over you and I could pray over you, but when it was so close and I had fear uh, that I wasn't going to do it right, I called Daisy. <laughs> I'm like, can you do it? Because I'm too close. So I just want to thank you personally for being a sister that I could call on when I felt weak. I love you so much. I was really mad when she left. I just, I just got over. <laughs> I just got Rick leaving like yesterday. I was really mad. <laughs> and I was mad when Daisy left because it's like you're losing people. But I promise you guys, we're family. And family never separates. Pastor Rick had a vision, I've never forgotten, of reaching 5,000. And we've surpassed it at Destiny Church, and I, I just want to tell him since he's standing here, I've been counting them. When you look at, because now he was my pastor and I was about his vision, when you look at the people we've reached and the churches that have grown from us and that have been planted from us and where we are as a church family, we've surpassed your vision. And Daisy and Tim are, are going to make it even grander. So, and, and look how people come home, guys. Some of you that are new, like DJ said, new people that are new people, you don't know what a blessing it is today to see family home for today. Uh, all right. Well, this is your church up here on stage, and um, hopefully you can see the hearts and the, the impact that you guys have laid on everybody up here. And it's lasting. It's going to be powerful. And I can't wait to come down and visit y'all. I'm really, you know, I'm going to show you where to put a laundry room and all those good things. Come on. That's going to be good, Tim. We're, we're, we're going to spend some time together. Um, golf course down the street. So, so guys, what I want everybody to do is we're just going to stretch our hands out. Uh, I want everybody to just, you know, stretch your hands out this way as we just lift this family up and we just... We just, man, we just, we just prepare them to go. So, Father, we just, ooh, come on, holy. We love you, God, and we thank you, God, for this family. We thank you for Tim and Daisy. We thank you, Father, for for all their kids, God, and Haley and Connor and and even Haven and Tiffany and Seth and and Tyson and and Father, all the grandbaby. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in their lives, Father God. We thank you for what they've done, uh, Father. We thank you for their obedience, Lord, and and their steadfastness, Father. Their ability to just trust in you with everything they do. We thank you for 
letting them, Father, for the persecution that comes upon us, Father God. I thank you that they were diligent in listening to your word and just, just staying strong through it all, Father God. So, Father, right now we declare, Father God, we declare that, that Lord, you lead them, you, you guide them, Lord, that everywhere they walk, your presence will be ushered in by their feet, Father God, that they will bring light to the darkness of everywhere they go. We declare healing over their family, Father God. We declare restitution in their family, Father God. We just declare that, Father, you're going to do mighty works through them and in them and everywhere they go, Father. Father, any anybody they get connected with in ministry down there, we know, Lord, that you have already planted a seed. You have already determined where they're going to be. You've already, you've already decided in your mind and, and put them in play about the ministry they will have. So, Father God, we ask you to bless them, bring favor upon them, Father God. And we ask you to bring favor upon them and their children and their children and their children and their children. And, Father, it keeps going on and on and on because of what they have done for you, Father God, that, that Lord, their blessings will be abundant. We declare that over their life right now, Father God. We ask you to protect them and guide them, Father. And, and we just pray, Lord, you just continue to show yourself amazing through them, Lord. So, Father, protect them, guide them, lead them in every step they take, Father, and just lead them back home to us every once in a while, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. We love you guys. Um, guys, what we're going to do... Um, I asked everybody to prepare, but we're going to, I want to, I want to bless them as they leave. So as a church family, we're going to have a basket up here, um, on, on, up here, here, come on up here. We're going to, I want to do and, and receive an offering for Pastor Daisy and Tim, uh, to help them with their journey, to help them on their way. If they've done anything in your heart, we want to bless them as a church and protect them and guide them. Uh, so, so we're going to receive that offering. That'll be up here. We can get some music playing. Um, if you want to give a tie, your regular ties and offerings, we have ushers that'll be at the door. I'm going to pray over all this and, uh, and we're going to meet next door guys. We're going to come over next door, grab some food. There's cake. So if you like cake, there's cake, but there's food. Fellow Come back over here, hang out. If you want to speak words with them and talk with them, uh, you can come and, and, and they're going to be here. They're not leaving until they talk to everybody. So, so right now, Father, we thank you, God. We love you, Lord. And we lift up this offering to you, God. We lift up uh, our normal tithes and offerings. We lift up an offering for Pastor Tim and Daisy, Father God. Right now, we lift them up to you. And God, we ask you to bless it, Father. Bless the gift and the giver in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. Look, if you have to leave, we look forward to seeing you next week week, uh, but you can hang around. Let's fellowship together and let's say goodbye and, and send them off on a good note. Love you guys.